This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Hello, and welcome to Buy Her Shelf. I'm your host, Erica Denise Hearns. If you've come to find more people worth following and books worth reading, you've come to the right place. Each episode, I'll introduce you to one new reader based on her or, on occasion, his shelf. If you're ready to add to your to-be-read pile, prepare to take notes. Good morning and welcome back to day eight of the 12 Books of Christmas on the By Her Shelf podcast. I'm so excited to tie the number of podcasts that I released this year with this series. I know you guys are probably so excited to hear what book number eight is, but I want to briefly go over what we do on the 12 Books of Christmas series. I am going to share with you how I discovered book eight, why I chose to read it, what I thought about it, who I would recommend this book to, and give you a little bit of bonus info. Now on to the clues that I gave you yesterday. I told you this book is created from and named after a popular social media handle. This book is an anthology about my favorite pastime that features some of my heroes both as the subjects and as the writers of the content. The founder of this social media handle and um, community edited the collection. I don't know what book you thought that this was, but I, of course, discovered it on social media through the account associated with it. I have been following this account for a very long time and admiring the work that they do. And I chose to read this book as soon as I knew that a book was coming. And I went ahead and pre-ordered it as soon as I knew what the book was about. The book that I am referring to is Well-Read Black Girl, Finding Our Stories, Discovering Ourselves, edited by Glory Enum, the founder of the Well-Read Black Girl Book Club. As I mentioned, I discovered Well-Read Black Girl, the social media accounts and website, a few years ago, and I was deeply intrigued and impressed. Growing up as a well-read Black girl, quote-unquote, I was intrigued by the books that she was suggesting and that the club was reading, and I was just enthralled with it. It was helping me to to discover books that I probably wouldn't have on my own. Once I knew that Glory was working on 
a book based off of Well-Read Black Girl. I was excited about it. But once they said what the collection was going to be about, I knew that I had to get my hands on a copy of this book. What I can tell you about this collection, this collection basically is an assortment of articles from some of today's most celebrated and awarded and just biggest voices of women of color, specifically African-American women. And the premise of the collection is a question. It is talking about the moment when you first encountered a character in a book that was like you, that seemed written specifically for you. These essays show the importance of representation in literature to some of the world's biggest writers today. There are essays by Jesmyn Ward, who had a big book, Sing, Unburied Sing, Jacqueline Woodson, Morgan Jenkins, Mahogany Brown, Rebecca Walker, Tayari Jones, so many of the names that we are used to seeing for their literary works got together and submitted to and were chosen for this collection. I don't know about Glory Idem, but just seeing those names on pieces that I was chosen to edit and to put together into an anthology, I would be so busy fangirling and fainting and wondering how I got to be that lucky that it would take a while before I could actually pull it together and be professional. In this collection, many of the pieces focus on as I said, representation and why that matters. You get to see how Tayari Jones saw herself in Toni Morrison's work, not initially, but after some time and recognized herself. You see stories of all kinds of women who were readers at a young age, but Sometimes it took a long time for them to find works that showed them in its pages. What I thought about Well-Read Black Girl. I was sure that I was going to like this collection. The authors are high caliber and write beautifully. The subject matter is one of nostalgia for someone who loves to read like me and you recognize the title of some of your favorite books being discussed. 
in positive ways. And you find more books to read through lists that are scattered throughout the book, as well as the books that the authors focus on. I expect it to have, you know, warm fuzzies about books that I grew up with to be excited to add more books to my to be read pile and just to hear the books that impacted other writers. The point of By Her Shelf is to get to know people by the books that they read and it's really to see what books really impact us and stay with us and really shape who we are. So of course I would be fascinated by a book that its sole focus at its heart is that very thing, talking about the books that shaped some of the people whose words are and have and probably will continue to shape me. What I didn't expect was some of the emotion that came with it. I expected the recognition of, oh, yes, I remember that book. But I didn't expect the emotional pull that the collection would have on me. Having read most of these works before and having my own experiences with them, it led me to look at these essays in the collection through a different lens. Knowing what these books meant to me was one thing and seeing them highlighted was another. Seeing how other authors conceptualized and took in these materials, the same materials that I had and what it meant to them was really more than fascinating. To see authors who came along at a time when the books weren't as plentiful as they were for me. And they weren't plentiful in my time either. But there were more of them that were coming along. The books to these authors sometimes were the only books that they saw that represented them. And it was part of the push that helped them to become writers because they saw characters that looked like them and writers who looked like them and started to believe that they could be writers as well. When we grow up in a time, in a place where so many people who look like us, do the things that we want to do. Sometimes we become blind to the importance of representation or having examples. When you, when everyone in a field looks like you or comes from similar areas to you, you don't realize that impact that it has to know that people who are like you can do the things that you want to do. We see this a lot in the work that I do. I work with people with 
disabilities, uh, developmental disabilities. And it's amazing to see how they light up when they see someone who has a disability that's similar to theirs doing something that they never imagined that they could do or that was something that was for them. And in this collection, it is similar to see characters who are black, who are doing things that you want to do and written in a way where it's not exceptional. They're not the first. It doesn't seem weird or extraordinary or like, well, that person could do it because they were so exceptional, but you probably wouldn't do it. To see authors who look like you, who make up the stories that you read instead of just seeing the same people who look nothing like you, who don't come from where you come from, who don't share your interests, who don't talk like you. All these little things that we sometimes can take for granted when we grow up in an era or in a place where it's the norm. So I really enjoyed this collection more so than I thought that I would. I had a bigger connection to it. It wasn't just nostalgia or adding books that I would love to discover, but it was getting a peek into some of my favorite authors and to see how some of the works of other favorite authors truly influenced what I'm reading now by influencing the people that I read now. As you know, this year, one of the luminaries of African-American literature, Toni Morrison, passed away. And to see the reaction of Tayari Jones, who wrote in her essay in this collection about Toni Morrison's work, and the gratitude that she had that she could, in fact, give Toni Morrison her flowers while she was still alive, just is a little cherry on top. The fact that many of these authors shined a light on other authors who impacted them, and they were able to see it is just one of those things that really deeply affects you. To be able to tell your heroes how they impacted you is just something special. And I was so glad that that actually got to happen. Another thing that I would say about this collection and what it does is that it reminds me a lot of One of my favorite things I discovered as a young reader, one of my favorite authors is Zora Neale Hurston. I even took a whole class. It was my major author study for my English degree to take a full class just on Zora Neale Hurston's works. And I remember when I first learned that 
Alice Walker basically uncovered and rediscovered Zora Neale Hurston's work and the impact that she had on making sure that we knew about it and celebrated and that it wasn't lost. Even um, being involved in getting a headstone for her grave, it was just such a story of connection between writers who weren't even connected in this life through anything but the work that one of them had already done. And this collection reminds me of that sort of thing. It's making sure that other generations are not losing their connection to the authors before and that they are actually being celebrated and highlighted through the essays of some of those authors who are seeing a lot more of the success in their lifetime that some of the other authors only received posthumously. Who I would recommend this book to? Well, first of all, if you are a prolific reader, I would definitely suggest this book to you because it highlights our favorite pastime, which is reading. It talks about discovering yourself in books and it will trigger you to think about the books that shaped you as a kid that made you realize that you weren't that different from other people, the books that made you see yourself in their representation, to finally see that character that's like you, that's a little bit quirky or offbeat, that's more studious and organized, and just take you on a trip down memory lane for yourself, but also gives you a glimpse into some of the writers that you might be reading today and the beginnings of developing them as readers who become writers. I would also recommend this book, and I kind of hesitate to say this, but I will. I recommend this book as a book for those who would like to read more diversely. The reason that I say I hesitate to say this is because I am not one of those people who pushes reading for diversity's sake. I think that people should read books that they want to read. And making a book required reading, quote unquote, because of the race or ethnicity, because of the religion, the um, sexual orientation, the level of ability, or any other thing. It just doesn't seem like the right way to go about diversity to me. To me, diversity in reading should come naturally based on the things that you like to read. If you like to read fantasy, then you should be able to read fantasy that involves characters who are different from you. 
in your genre without me having to point out it's something that you should read simply because the characters are of another race. It should be a story that intrigues you. And if you come up against any resistance to reading it because the characters are of a different ethnicity or have a different history or a different level of ability or a different anything, then that's something that you should probably investigate within yourself. So I'm not someone who likes to give people books and be like, well, if you want to read more African-American books, then you should probably read this. Um, I feel the same way probably about most things when it comes to diversity. I am not a force it girl, even though I know in a lot of instances, some people need to be made aware of options that involve people who are different from them in order to read them. I am not a purveyor. I am not trying to be your source for diverse books. But I do feel like this book is one that if you are someone who loves to read or you're fascinated by the books that impact authors or you have some connection and interest to wanting to know about the reading habits of others, you would be interested in, and I hope you would be interested in it, whether it was a collection by any type of people, whether it was the well-read disabled people or well-read Asian girl, that it would be fascinating in general because of the subject. So that's my little aside. Now for my fast facts. This book was a book that I pre-ordered, so it was a purchased book. This book was not a quick read because I was taking moments in between the essays or even in the middle of some of the essays just to take in everything to reflect on my own memories and how I perceive things and just to digest this book. It was one that I took my time digesting. You can read it quickly and there were sections that I just flew through, but there were other ones that I wanted to take my time and reflect on. Is this a reread or a one and done? I will probably reread, if not the whole book, but different essays within the book as they struck me differently at different times and they might strike me differently when I reread them. Uh, it's something that you can go back to and see different things in once the initial tugs of emotion pass. I'm sure there are other things that I will see in them that I didn't the first time. Is this an author that I would auto buy now or is this something that I have to investigate first. Well, of the many authors in this collection, I would probably auto-buy most of them. As for the editor and compiler of this collection, Glory Idem, she actually is working on a second book that she is writing. And you get some samples of her writing 
in this collection as well and her interviewing. And I would definitely get Glory's next book. After that, I guess it would depend on how I feel about the second book, whether or not she would continue to be an autobi, but she's definitely shown that she has a keen eye for good writing and what goes together. And I enjoyed the sections that were written by her in the interview that was included in the book. And so I trust her voice and I would definitely autobi the next book. What strong emotions this book made me feel. Nostalgia, connection, it made me feel, it was heartwarming. At times it was frustrating, uh, feeling the frustrations that the authors felt around finding the books that represented them or some of the other issues that they encountered around trying to find books that represented them. You also feel a little bit of wistfulness or just love. It just really made me feel the love of reading and the motivation to continue to write to maybe inspire someone who would be in like well-read black girl volume 20 or something down the line. Is this a book I would keep forever or pass on? Like many of the books before, this book is one that I would keep forever and maybe buy one to pass on to someone else, but you cannot have this copy of this book. So we are up to book number nine tomorrow. And where are we going and what are we talking about tomorrow? As usual, I'm not going to tell you, but I will give you a hint. Book number nine is... The first book by this author, it is a book about faith, but takes a, <clears throat> excuse me, but takes a different tact than a lot of books we are used to on the subject of faith. It is by a person who used to run a huge Christian women's conference that no longer runs that conference. And it details some of her struggles, but also some really extraordinary one might say miraculous things that happen to her and those around her. And it's trying to make sense of a lot of things. If none of that really helps you, 
I would say that this book is one that, hmm, what's a good clue? Ooh, it's going to be hard to tell you anymore without giving it away. But I will say that this author has a second book. And this first book uses a term that we don't usually associate with Christianity or faith. And it is a term that means to investigate or to want to have more information about or be interested in. I don't know if that helps you out at all, but hopefully it gives you a little clue into what the book for tomorrow will be. And I hope that you are enjoying trying to puzzle through them. If you are interested in letting me know what you think tomorrow's book might be, you can reach me by messaging me on Instagram at byhershelfpod. You can send me an email at byherselfshelf at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, www.byherself.com. Also, if you are loving these episodes, please feel free to leave me a rating and or review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is all for today's episode. And as always, I'm wishing you more people worth following, but more importantly, more books worth reading. I'll see you again tomorrow with book number nine.